Hey, Chris Mueller with Riverside Real Estate Success, and welcome back to the show. I'm very excited today to have one of the Inland Empire's just rock stars with us. Gabby Hansen runs an incredible business, um, and I am just been really looking forward to this interview. I have to say that some of the times I call for these interviews and it's just a cold call, and sometimes I have agents say, you really need to talk to this person, she's fantastic, and that is Gabby. So with uh, without any further ado, uh, Gabby, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me here. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm excited to have you. Now I know that you've been really busy. You were just uh, you were just a little out of the country on vacation. Yes, I just celebrated my 40th birthday. Um, had a big birthday party, and a couple of days later, we went to Cancun with a group of friends. So nice. It was, I had a blast. That's so. awesome. That is so good, and I love it because you know you get so many people in this industry who can't take vacations, mm -hmm. right? And so clearly, you're doing something where you've got the leverage in your life to leave and go away and just have a week of, of downtime. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, awesome. I, um, in order for me to make everybody happy, my children, myself, my clients, I need to do things for myself. So totally. I make sure I take some, some time to yeah. rest and, um, get away from, get away from uh, reality sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let, let's start kind of in the beginning. So what, um, how long have you been in the industry? When did you get started? I actually started in 2004. My okay. aunt was a um, real estate agent, just got her broker's license, and she needed an assistant. She was starting to get busy. Um, so I started working with her. I worked for her for about six years. And throughout the term um, working with her, she had opened up a help you sell office right away. So I helped her manage that. I helped her manage listings. Um, we had our own in-house escrows, which I was also the escrow officer. I was wow. a transaction coordinator. So I had a lot of roles when I worked underneath her. I learned a lot. And I was kind of like the person who just wanted to know everything, wanted to learn everything. And I, and I wanted to do everything. Yeah. So, and she allowed me to do that. Right. And I was a fast learner. So, and, and I mean, I was teaching her instead of her teaching me. So mm -hmm. it was cool. It's like, that's, that's kind of like how my whole life has been anyways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I did that. And then um, right before the market crash, um, we were doing probably 100 to 200 transactions a year to start mm -hmm. helping sell office. Um, then the market crash, and then um, we were forced to do short sales. So I had to learn how to do short sales mm -hmm. and um, did that with her. And then un unfortunately, she didn't have enough business to keep me on the team or on on to continue to work with her. So I ended up leaving and I ended up joining Keller Williams. Oh, very cool. So, okay. At Keller Williams, I was hired as a, as a um, full-time transaction coordinator. That okay. was it. Yeah. I wasn't a realtor at that time. I was an assistant. I was just hired to be a transaction coordinator. Yeah. And I was with Keller Williams for six years. But yeah. also throughout those six years, I pretty much um, recreated my position. Mm -hmm. So I, was, I became the full-time transaction coordinator doing 300 transactions a year. And then on top of that, I was doing short sales for the realtors of Keller Williams, yeah. charging him 25% to do the short sales. Wow. Well, nobody knew how to do them at that time because mm -hmm. it's so brand new. Um, so I just told them, just take the listing like you normally would. Let me handle the rest. Yeah. And it was just easy for them. It was an easy flow. I took care of all everything on the back end. Their clients were happy. They were happy. Everybody was winning. So, yeah. And then I started doing real estate part-time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Finally, around that time. Um, so what year are we in right now? We're like 2008, 2009. Okay. So all my friends at that time were all in our mid-20s, you know, early mm -hmm. 30s. And we all have an opportunity to buy homes. So now yeah. I'm becoming a realtor yeah. on top of everything else that I'm doing. So, um, you know, that was just like bonus for me. Yeah. Helping all my friends 
friends purchased homes around that time. Totally. The prices were in the hundreds, you know, yeah. low 200. Yeah, so. it, it's incredible. So you, your background is interesting. So a lot of realtors, we know they come in from like a life outside, mm -hmm. right? Where you really got sort of a boot camp in mm -hmm. the nitty gritty of the business from the from the get go. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So um, I was able to survive um, one of the hardest times in the real estate industry. Mm -hmm. So I figured out how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And starting from the admin side, starting from the mm -hmm. TC side, the escrow officer side, and I imagine that gives you insight into a transaction that that's unusual. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I also learned from realtors as well. Right. Um, I mean, this this office is also connected to Norco, correct? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one of my top agents out there was Michael Killam. Mm -hmm. He was one of my mentors. So mm -hmm. um, me becoming a realtor, you know, I was teaching him some of the transaction side, but he was teaching me how to become a realtor. So right. um, I just basically asked him, how are you getting all these listings? And he told me how to do it. And I've been doing it just like that ever since. Okay. You know, so it's like they learn from me, but I learn from them yeah. too. All right. Now I feel like that's, a, we can't, we can't let that slide. Cause you just said, he told me how to do, do this to get listings. And you're like, and I've been doing that ever since. Oh, yeah. So I know that there are people watching who just kind of sat up and went, okay, tell me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. So what is that? What, how, where does the business come from? Um, what are, you know, what are your fundamentals? Well, he, I mean, it, it's just, it's easy. Everybody knows, um, this is like one of the, one of the things you can do to get listings and it's farming. Right. So he had a farm and he's like, all I do is drop off a flyer um, every other week, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, the key is, is don't stop doing it. Mm -hmm. So um, as soon as he told me that, I bought $500 worth of flyers and I started with 2,700 homes. And um, every single, every other week I would drop a door hanger. It was either my kids, my husband at the time, myself, we would just drop. Mm -hmm. And it probably took one year before I got my first listing. Mm -hmm. And the first year of farming, um, once I got that listing, I ended up doing nine listings from right. those door, door drops. Yeah. And then the following year, it was 18. The following year, it just grew and grew and grew because mm -hmm. I was consistently, consistently dropping. And yeah. then as I was making money on those um, transactions, I was re reinvesting the money back into that farm. Right. I would do um, flags. I would do events. I would do pumpkin patch. I would um, put myself in their newsletter. I started mm -hmm. off with one page. Now I'm two pages. So it's like I always just reinvest re um, the money into something else that's going to help me make more money. Okay. So farming started, it was about a year before we got traction, but one listing went to nine listings. I want to give some context. Mm -hmm. This was around 2013 as well. 2013. Yeah, so, so the market's starting to come back. We're not quite there yet. Um, so where are we at now? So you started, that's kind of where we started. Mm -hmm. So I was also trying I was still a transaction coordinator full sure, time, sure. still doing short sales cause it's still having, they're still around at that time. Yeah. And then I'm doing, um, door hangers. So now I'm, now I'm a part-time real estate agent while I have this full-time. So, so from there, what's, what's our volume like now? What, what, how many units about a year are you doing? Now? I did 27 transactions. 27 transactions. In 2014, when I became a full-time realtor, um, I had 27 transactions as a part-time realtor who was doing it on the side from being a full-time right. transaction coordinator and short sale processor. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's 20, so 2014, 27, which is, I mean, a phenomenal business. That mm -hmm. would be a mega agent business. And now we're in 20, what are we, 2022. Mm -hmm. What's the business look like now? Um, I mean, the numbers are a lot different now, right? I'm not doing as high volume. As okay. I, I mean, as many transaction units as I have back then, Okay. but the volume is up. Absolutely. So, um, because the prices are different and we all know that right now that, um, the inventory is really low. So I'm still a listing agent. I would right. say 90. 
5% of my business is listings. Yeah, totally. Um, but I, last year I did um, almost 19 million. Wow. And then hopefully this year I'll do yeah. that or more. So. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was looking at the, um, the numbers from CRMLS just mm -hmm. year over year and everything's red. Right. Everything's red. We've gone down except for volume, which is up, right? Because yeah. we know the prices has gone up so much. And it's it's a challenging time in the market. Um, you know, we know that 64% of sellers are getting ready to sell in the next couple months, mm -hmm. right? Um, and 41% of them will find their realtor because a friend told them, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, with that kind of knowledge, you're doing your farming, right? What do you see right now as your major challenges to your sort of business plan? Um, and then what do you see as the major opportunities in this market? Um, I think, well, I mean, let's go back a little bit. Sure. When I started, when I started becoming a full-time realtor, mm -hmm. um, when I became a full-time realtor around 2014, I would say 75% of my business came from farming. The mm -hmm. other 15 was like Zillow, uh, maybe some past clients right now. I would say 80% of my business right now is past clients or repeat business or mm -hmm. referrals. Mm -hmm. So my, um, my marketing obviously evolved and changed and I focus out, focus a lot on my clients, my past clients, because that's where all the opportunity is. Mm -hmm. But like you were saying, um, you know, everybody knows somebody. Yeah. So I want to make sure that my clients, past clients are referring people to me mm -hmm. and that they remember me when they're ready to sell their property or they're ready to buy another property or they have investments that they need to sell. Absolutely. And um, almost all of my clients call me back. Yeah. So how do you do that? You know, that that's the, um, we know that we're supposed to stay in touch with the past clients. Mm -hmm. We know that we're supposed to stay in the sphere, mm -hmm. you know, nitty gritty wise. What does that look like in your world? Um, well, just like I did with farming, you know, I kept, um, reinvesting. I did the same thing with my past clients. I started with, um, one client appreciation a year, and now I'm doing four client appreciation a year to, cool. um, uh, community events a year. So I'm constantly doing stuff to be top of mind, but I'm also giving back. Yeah. So like client appreciations, um, we did a move. We're going to do a uh, movie event in June. I think it's June. We're um, renting out a movie theater and we're going to, um, put the movie on what's the movie called Lightyear? Oh yeah. Lightyear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's a cool family movie, but couples can go to it. Older people can go to it, even if you don't have children. So it's like, I always try to think of what, like what would, um, blow up? How can I get more of my clients to show up mm -hmm. to those kind of events? So, yeah. um, I do stuff like that, or I do a pumpkin patch where I buy a hundred pumpkins and then I just put it out in my front yard with hay, with haystacks and decorations. And I tell them, come by and pick up a pumpkin each for your family. Right. You know, right. um, or I do a Christmas parties. So I just do, con I do th things like that for my clients. I also make sure that I send them birthday cards, um, they also get a, a weekly newsletter from me. So they're constantly seeing me in their email, whether or not they read my email or not. Mm -hmm. um, after every transaction, um, I become friends with them on social media. So now they see me on social media. So I'm constantly just top of mind with them. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's just doing that consistently. Everything you do in this business has to be consistent. Yeah. No. And I, you know that it's huge. Um, there's something called the familiarity bias, right? And um, we trust what's familiar. We trust mm -hmm. what we see on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And for most realtors, they think, oh, I don't want to bug people. But people are busy, right? Mm -hmm. People, you know, nobody thinks about you as much as you think about you, yeah. right? And so it's that just continually being present on social media, through the email, through the newsletter, through all those things. But what I love is you're talking about your client givebacks, right? Mm -hmm. The movie or the pumpkin patch. And, you know, when I, when I see realtors doing that, it just you know, you're creating a community, mm -hmm. right? And that, um, 
you know, we have such an opportunity in this industry to make our cities, to make our communities, to make them stronger and better. And, you know, in a way, the people who are in your database get to be part of a little small town, mm -hmm. right? Because they're in your database. And right. I always have my clients coming to those events and they always have a blast. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's great. Mm -hmm. So you said you do, um, how many How many are the, the client events you do? Uh, four year. Cool. And then you mentioned something else. It was like um, a, a community, community event. project. Yeah. What, tell me about that. What's I that? do a... A free paper shred event. Okay. Yeah. And that's not just open for my clients. That's open for everybody. Mm -hmm. So and I usually have about a hundred people show up in the three hour period. That's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Can so. you imagine? I, I just, there's part of me that just goes, do we have that much paper to shred? Oh my oh, gosh. My word. So you know? I just order a big truck. Um, cost me 500 bucks right. and I have it for three hours. We have, um, you know, donuts, some kind of bakery with coffee mm -hmm. and people love it. So yeah. they're so grateful because if they take one box, it costs them a hundred dollars to shred. Wow. So imagine a hundred wow. people times a hundred boxes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And some of them bring like 20, 30 boxes. Yeah. They fill up their SUVs and um, they just save so much money and they're so grateful for it. And yeah. then in return, I get their emails and I get to, I get to email them forever. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they get, they get reinvited to every event and, um, you know, I've actually every single um, shred event that I do, I usually get anywhere between two to three listings. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So $500 for two to three listings is yeah. a pretty good return on investment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. My kids would be so mad if I took our stuff to a shred event because they just, we have a little home shredder and they, that's like their favorite thing. Oh my gosh. Just, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, if you're consistently doing it, it's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. There's no, a lot of people just, who just, they it, just um, collect and collect. You know, and you, you got in the industry a while ago. It's, it's, I was going through all of our stuff. We just moved and I had boxes of documents mm -hmm. from like, you know, you have to keep them for seven years mm -hmm. and all the triplicate forms once upon a time yeah. and just, oh my word. Yeah. We had a good time shredding that. So <laughs> absolutely. Well, cool. Um, so we know that mindset's important. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what you're talking about that consistent time on task over mm -hmm. time, you know, pouring into a database for a year or longer, and then just trusting the process. It sounds easy. Mm -hmm. But the mental game is really, I think, the hardest part, right? Mm -hmm. And so what are the routines or the habits that allow you to be so consistent? Uh, I'm just a freak of nature. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I don't know. I, um, I overthink everything all the time. I'm constantly thinking. Uh, my mind doesn't stop. So when I think of something, I, I plan it all out in my head and then I put it in, I put it in place within one day. Okay. I don't procrastinate. Um, so I, I have done that since I started real estate period and, uh, my assistant, I have a full-time assistant that handles all of those things for me. So I really don't have to think anymore about that stuff. It's already, mm -hmm. it's a machine, you know, it's working by itself. Um, but when I do think of something new, something I want to try out, then, um, again, I just put it in place right away. So again, you can't procrastinate this business because, you know, I think the people that are not, um, that are not committed are going to procrastinate and I'm fully committed in my business. Yeah. 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 Um, I go through moments where, um, you know, I, I doubt myself sometimes, but then I just have to remind myself like, all right, Gabby, you're fine. You're doing great. You know, if it doesn't work out, then you stop, you stop doing this. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, um, I just have this no fail mindset. Yeah. Like I'm not going to fail. Yeah. No, I love it. And you know, it's, it's really hard to fail in this world if you try, yeah. right? If you if you apply consistently, effort just brings back results, mm -hmm. right? And I think so many of us get in this mindset of, well, oh, you know, again, we think about ourselves too much. We're worried about being weird or we're worried about that. 
And I love I love the no mindset, uh, the no fail mindset. One of the things you said too, I want to highlight is um, essentially you've outsourced part of your brain, right? Mm -hmm. There's just all those things I think about. Well, I've got my assistant, and now I can mm -hmm. give it to my assistant, and then mm -hmm. sh they can deal with that because you have the things you have to deal with. Oh yeah, and that took me a long time to outsource that too because I was a control freak. Okay, being a transaction coordinator, I mm -hmm. wanted full control, but then because I was doing so much business paperwork at that time, I had to hire an assistant. I actually had two assistants, one for my short sales, one for my tr transaction. Yeah. So I had to learn how to let go of control and to trust them that they would do everything that I way I wanted them to. And then I realized like they don't need to do everything the way I want them to. They just need to get it done. Mm -hmm. And as long as they get it done, I'm happy. So yeah. I had to change that. I had to let go of a lot of control. Yeah. And that's hard because I'm a control freak. <laughs> yeah. You know, I heard somebody say it along the lines of get your hire to 80% and okay. then walk away. Mm -hmm. Because if you leave them at 80% and now they're focused on that task, they're going to get to 100% and they're going to get to better than you were mm -hmm. because they're now a specialist. Mm -hmm. But if you continue to micromanage and, and meddle, yeah. they're never going to get there. Right. Yeah. And once, you know, it's, it's interesting and, and you know this, but when you're good at something, you're proud of something, you keep doing something. Mm -hmm. But when you feel like you're failing all the time, uh, then you quit. Right. Oh, so yeah. it's a longevity strategy. Get yeah. them to 80%, set them free, let them develop expertise. Mm -hmm. And now I've got a hire that's going to be way more stable than mm -hmm. if I never gave that control over. Yeah, you know? yeah. And there's so much time spent in in trying to hire again, right? Oh, trying yeah. to replace somebody. And my um, my brother, he's actually he was my assistant at the transaction coordinator okay. when when I was a transaction coordinator. Now he's a full time transaction coordinator for a lot of realtors. Now he's doing just as good as I was. Mm -hmm. Um, and he still continues to be my transaction coordinator. But he's been working for me for nine years. That's awesome. And then my assistant, my actual assistant, who does everything for me, like I don't have to do anything mm -hmm. except for send her an email or a calendar invite she knows exactly what to do um she's been with me for about seven years yeah so um and she's she's amazing like i would i told her i was like if you quit just give me like six month notice so i can so you can retrain somebody for me yeah if you quit give me six months notice i'm gonna need a week to cry and then yeah. i'm gonna you know, yeah. yeah totally um okay so we know that 70, I think it's 77% of, of sellers only interview one person, mm -hmm. right? And so I think you, you've hit on that you're just top of mind, right? Because mm -hmm. you want to be that one person. Mm -hmm. Now in the, in the other, you know, I think it's 13% interview two people. Um, in that instance, what's your differentiator? What, you know, your, I, my, my sense is that you go into an appointment and you're going to take the listing. There's not yeah. really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, first of all, um, Number one is I never go in thinking I'm going to get the listing. Okay. I'm going to fight for it just like everybody else. Right. So I'm not going to go in cocky because every time I've ever done that, I didn't get it. And I was like, you know what? Never again. I need to go in humble. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I am very confident of what I'm, what I can offer, what I can do, but I will never, ever go in thinking I'm getting it. I love that. Um, but, uh, I mean, one of the things that I do is, um, I actually, oh, that was Kevin. Oh, um, yeah. I love Kevin. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I send out an email appointment confirmation and it comes from BombBomb. Like everything I do comes from BombBomb. My newsletters, my um, invites for uh, client appreciation events, community events, everything comes from BombBomb. So I also have an email that says we're meeting today and it goes through this whole process of what's going to happen um, throughout the selling process. And then it gives them um, links for them to check out my reviews. So it has all this info about me. Right. And I tell them when they call me, 
um, all right, so I'll be meeting with you tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be sending you an email confirmation. It has all the information about me, what I can do, um, also review. So that way, when I when I come to your property, we can focus on price and um, any questions that you may have. Yeah. So they're kind of already doing their research, and it looks pretty cool. My email yeah. looks pretty cool. Well, I love it because, too, there's... There's an element of assumptive close there too, mm -hmm. right? Because you're sending that pre-listing package. You're going through, this is what it's going to look like. These are the mm -hmm. steps, right? So they're already on the journey. And it's not it's not just a regular paper package. It's like a full-on video production. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, so is it every step has a different video or is it one video introduction and then you've got the steps and bullet points? Um, no, it's one video with the introduction with all the steps okay. all together. It's like, okay. Like a two minute video. Nice. Probably. And that it's funny because again, there are people who are watching and went, oh, geez, a video for every. No, it's one video, right? Oh, it's yeah. not a unique video yeah. for every single client. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so I do that. And then, of course, when I come into the appointment, um, I don't just have a report, paper report with the CMA. Um, I actually put it on my iPad or I put it on my laptop. So right. we're actually looking through all the photos. Um, looks way better than just the paper CMA. Um, and my CMA actually is all branded to me. So everything just looks really professional and um, uh, uniform. So mm -hmm. I think that could make a difference. Oh, I, I agree. Um, I agree. Plus, these people, when I meet with them and they are interviewing other realtors, they always tell me, um, well, we see you all over the place. So it's like they already know me. They already trust me. Yeah. So, But again, I'm still fighting for that listing. So I still have to prove to them that... Um, that I'm the one that they want to hire. Yeah. And I, I go very confident. I know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not afraid to tell them what, what they, you know, what they don't want to hear. So if they tell me, well, this person told me I can sell my house for 625. I don't agree with them. I think you should sell it for 599. Right. You know, and just because I was a little bit, um, aggressive like that and telling them something like that, where they're going to make less money. I have a backup plan for that. You know, I tell them why they should list it less and they agree with me and they end up hiring me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So there's a couple things. One, everybody says they see me everywhere. Right. And I'm, that goes back to that familiarity bias. Yeah. Right. It's I, again, realtors, you can't over communicate, right. They, yeah. you, you have to be willing to put yourself out well, there. Well, you're building a brand. So it's just, yeah. I tell people all the time, it's like Coke and Pepsi. You see them everywhere. So yeah. that's just, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be everywhere. Right. And, and two, I, I just want to underline something because you said all of your branding matches and you think that makes a difference. And I, I'd agree mm -hmm. because there's something subconscious when we see cohesive design, mm -hmm. it puts us at ease. Mm -hmm. But when everything seems kind of out of line or yeah. janky or it, there's something, even if we don't register it consciously, we just don't feel as comfortable. Yeah. Right. And so that detail makes a difference. And I also believe that you also have to be innovative with your, um, with your brand as well. So don't continue to keep your things looking like 1980s. Like we're in 2022. So yeah. um, you have to upgrade your, your brand as well. Yeah, you can't have that uh, that glamour shot with the the big yeah, you, you know yeah, the big yeah. shoulder pads and whatnot. Yeah. So cool. So um, all right, you got this fantastic business. Mm -hmm. I mean, your mindset is solid. Um, I, I asked about routines, right? And so, give me just if you would, what what's a day look like? Well, I start off every morning, Monday through Friday, with going to the gym. Um, get up seven in the morning, eat a bagel, get my coffee, and drive to the gym because my gym session starts at eight. Okay. And then right after that, um, I go home and get ready for the day. So it's either that showering. If I know I have appointments, if I don't have appointments, then I just stay home and I check all my emails, um, voicemails on my computer. Okay. So and I mean, 
a lot of the things that um, are running my system, my system does, or it's just done automatically. So I don't really have to do a lot. So I want to make sure that I answer all my phone calls. I, I return everybody's um, emails and that I'm constantly updating my clients. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I do too is when we're in a transaction, um, remember that confirmation email I was telling you about? Mm -hmm. Well, we have an email for every every single detail of the contract. So when we get an offer accepted, we send our client a video that says, we got your offer accepted. Wow. Same thing with inspection, same thing with appraisal, and then we have one for closing. Yeah. And the one for closing, um, it'll ask them to write a review. So I may sometimes I may not talk to them all the time, because um, they may be at work, so they're going to constantly see me in email. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a big difference as well with um, getting repeat business because everything sure. is just so innovative and yeah, and systematic. I, it, it's a great idea because though we may not connect, mm -hmm. you just talked to me. Even mm -hmm. though it was a pre-recorded video, yeah. you just talked to me. Yeah, right. So that that's great. And yeah. you know, I want to I want to just. Uh, again, back up a second. You said, well, I really don't have that much to do. So I make my <laughs> phone calls. I do my updates. But what I'm hearing is I've outsourced the sort of busy maintenance work mm -hmm. so I can focus on the high um, the high reward work, right? The, yeah. the stuff that needs you, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's and that's huge. That is that is a business owner mindset, mm -hmm. right? Because the CEO of a business isn't going to go chase down all the little details. Mm -hmm. They're going to they're gonna communicate vision, talk to high value clients, mm -hmm. do all those things. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I do follow up with the clients that are, you know, how they, how they, um, uh, separated like A clients, B clients, C clients. I, I'm not talking about clients. I'm actually talking about leads. So mm -hmm. I follow up mm -hmm. with the A, A leads, the ones I know right. that I need to stay on top of. So yeah. when they're ready to list, they'll be calling me. Okay. So you mentioned exercise, that there's an everyday exercise component to you. Um, how important is that to your daily energy? Oh, it's super important. Okay. I mean, it, um, it's not just healthy for like physical, it's healthy for my mind. Right. So it puts me in a good mood. I'm, I work out with a really gr good group of people. My coach busts my butt all the time, but he's like, he's cool. Like I, I love going there every yeah. morning yeah. and it, um, I'm a very positive person and just going there makes me more positive throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I wanted to underline that because it's very easy for people to disassociate their physical health mm -hmm. from their mental well-being, mm -hmm. Right. And there's just so much about a daily workout routine that's going to put you in a better place to get the things done that you need to get mm -hmm. done, right? It's the, and I, I would say that on the very, very basic level, it's just a contract with yourself that I care about me, you know, oh, yeah. and that's huge, yeah. right? And I think we just, we just underestimate the value of that. Yeah. Um, another thing that is really important to me, I've been doing it since I became full-time is I always, on my calendar, I always put time for myself. Um, so whether it's getting a manicure, I play soccer, uh, I play on three different teams. Oh, wow. I work out every morning throughout the week. So I make sure I do the things that I need to do that I want to do that make me happy. And then of course I do. And then the second is doing things for my kids. Like I have my son half the time, you mm -hmm. know, I'm separated and then everything else goes after. So that's my business. Yeah. So I put my business, um, third, but I, but I have to make sure that what I need to do for my business gets done. Right. Just because I put it third doesn't mean it's last. It just means that that's right. It's right. just, it's the third important priority thing for me, mm -hmm. but everything can, everything has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's energy begets energy. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think there are a lot of people who they kind of get to the end of their day and they're Ugh, right. And everybody mm -hmm. has busy days, but did you do anything 
to replenish the energy? Or did you just wake up and start doing output, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And that workout routine or the exercise mindset or that I'm going to go get my nails done mm -hmm. mindset, right? It's not something you do frivolously. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, that's where your energy comes from, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't, maybe it's working out. I think for most people, we need to be physically active, mm -hmm. but where does your energy come from? Right. And because if you don't have that, there's a good chance that you don't have that energy. Mm -hmm. And if you, once you start losing that, everything else is just hard. You wake yeah. up, you're fighting through mud. I think everybody needs to be selfish with themselves, like do the things that you want to do that's going to make you happy. Otherwise, everybody else is going to be miserable because you're not happy. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I've always put myself first. I mean, of course, my children are priority, but I need to put myself first before them. Yeah. They have a roof over their head. I feed them. I give them love. But mom's got to be happy. <laughs> well, it's like the uh, it's like on the airline, you know, when the, uh, if the oxygen masks drop exactly. down, put your own, for, your own on first. Exactly. Yeah, yeah yep. absolutely. Okay. So we're crossing over the 29 minute mark. I said, we'd keep okay. this to half an hour because I know okay. you're just incredibly busy and you're coming back from vacation. That's fantastic. One last question. And that's, what's the next step for you? Where are you going in, in 2022, 2023? Well, yeah. actually I partnered up with my best friend. Her name is Audrey Acevedo. Mm -hmm. She's like Redland's full-on agent. And her and I have created a new team group, cool. um, Cupid Real Estate Group. So her and I are just starting to, um, you know, recruit. Um, we're doing masterminds every single month. One of them is going to be done this month. Um, that's how we give back to the agents by letting everybody be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but we want to grow a team. We that's awesome. A team, so very cool. Yeah. Well, I love it. Cause you know, that mindset of give back to the agents. I mean, that's, that's why we do this, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, we're better together. Yeah. Um, you know, in this industry, there are no secrets, right? Yeah. Um, oh, no. But it, what I love is that someone might have heard you today and mm -hmm. and you said something that made them think, yeah, I can do that, right? Yeah. It, they probably have heard of farming before, oh, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a creative person at all. Yeah. So I, I get ideas from other realtors. And I'm like, that looks really cool. So I just duplicate it. So yeah. you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Absolutely. And but But having somebody like yourself who's achieved what you've achieved, um, there are definitely people in the in the market who are going to hear it and be inspired by it. And so, you know, I love that you're giving back in that same yeah. way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, uh, thanks for watching the show. We'll be back with another another interview in a couple weeks. And um, Gabby, thanks so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you. All thank right. You so much. All right. Okay. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye. Music by BenSound.com.